0: Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Kristen. I'm your host and life coach, and this is Modern Day Asians. What's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Modern Day Asians. I'm hoping everyone's having a great summer so far um, because I sure am. This year I have intentionally set out to add more um, room to play and to have fun. So I had taken off the last two, uh, one week to spend time with my family and friends from out of town and came back just very refreshed and um, enjoying being around people that I love. And I really practice being present and enjoying the moment with the people that I care about, and I'm hoping that as you reflect on, you know, it would be moments like this where I wish I had unlimited supply of, just because of the lifestyle that I've chosen, and where I've chosen my home to be, I am um, very far from my family, so it's a 10 to 12 hour drive, depending on where in Michigan, my, some of my friends and family is from, so I'm hoping that, you know. As I talk about this, that you figure out ways that if perhaps that if you're long distance from, you know, your friends and family that you care about, that you do make time to see them or make it happen um, because those are the opportunities in life that we just won't happen to get enough of. We're never ever going to be wishing, oh, I I wish I put more hours into, you know, um, into work. And bringing in more income because at the end of the day, you're going down into the grave. You're not bringing any of your materialistic things with you in the spirit world. So just a few of thought where I came back. I'm very grateful for the time that I've spent um, having fun, enjoying the beautiful state of Michigan. And now I'm back to talk about a very particular topic Um, and it is around the topic of narcissists. I've encountered one recently in my life. I've heard of the term thrown around um, casually, but I've never really experienced one until recently, and I wanted to share my experience with you all because as we continue to navigate in this world where we seek to have deeper relationships with people, um, people who are diagnosed with this kind of illness is one of the most dangerous people that you will encounter. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about what are those dangers, those signs to look out for, and if you have to deal with uh, the person like this in your life, what are some techniques that you can use? The reason I brought this up is because with the experience, and you, you truly don't know what a narcissist could do until you've actually encountered one. And so narcissists can be um, one of your family members. It could be your um, one of your friends. It could be someone that you're dating. Um, it could show up in multiple ways of your life. And it's important to know these signs because they are designed to find pleasure in taking you and using you as a source of supply to help boost their ego. So let's get into the episode um, where I will start to where show you examples of what to look out for. Because um, ultimately, one of the most precious thing that we should consider is ourselves, and not allowing certain people in our lives to interfere the journey of becoming bettering ourselves. So it is tough to cut ties with people that don't serve you in your life. But at the end of the day, you have to choose yourself. It is very dangerous. It's also a very vulnerable position where you choose from a place of lack of. So for instance, I'm taking the example of loneliness. If you are lonely and you are not okay with being with yourself, you end up making some really decisions to fill that void. That puts you in position to allow others who don't serve you to help fill that void and that puts you in a very vulnerable position and that's why so many people preach you need to spend be okay with being with yourself and feeling comfortable in that because if you act from a place where you want to fill a void you feel empty or that you don't want to feel alone anymore you start to invite you can attract these toxic people that will continue to take from you and you end up feeling worse than you ever have felt if you were alone. So at the end of the day, I think one of the most important things for people to develop is to feel comfortable with being alone. Do things that make you feel good about yourself building that confidence not relying on external resources and also surrounding yourself with like-minded people who you have carefully designed and picked to involve, to keep involvement in your life because they serve you a greater purpose and they help you get to the better version of yourself at the end of the day this is the decision if you if you can to choose yourself first so let's get into the episode and we will go into the specifics. Is MPD narcissistic personality disorder? Experts say that five percent of the population have this type of diagnosed this disorder out of the ten. And out of the five percent, seventy-five percent of that population is usually men. The engagement that they've had with this person truly started about five weeks ago. And even from a person that's like very aware and very cautious, it actually um, had, there's these signs, early signs that I didn't really read too much or looked into it, but I would say that my um, responses were different like even though my head said something my body also kept up a super super high guard um in the situation so i want to talk about these early signs i spotted straight on because it's important to know that if you're dating a narcissist or in engagement with one they are truly one of the most dangerous people that you can be involved with and i'll tell you why because Narcissists in general are people who are so self-absorbed that they only care about themselves and they only want to find people who help feed their ego. So traits will include they gaslight you into believing that you're the problem. Um, they never truly take responsibility um, for, for anything at fault and they will create their own special version for you. They are um, mirroring you. They they are observing you so that you see the best version of them. And then until you get to know them for a certain time, the mask starts to slip off. And then you, you start to see who their true character is. What they do is um, people who are narcissists, they don't truly love you. They don't even know what that is because they're incapable of loving themselves and that is why they seek external resources to feed into that e- ego and in that in other cases is they find people to supply them of those things they live to break you down and then they dispose of you as if you've never met anything to them and they leave you heartbroken to a love that never existed and what happens is They drain you emotionally because all you are to them is supply and you will lose yourself in the process. All the manipulation, all of the testing, the mirroring, all these other terminologies, I'm going to explain it to um, more in fuller detail so you understand what those tactics are that they use on you. But what happens is um, when they try to attack you and they try to bring your self-esteem down, You your your pieces start to fragment. You start to lose yourself in the process the more you are engaged with a narcissist. And they will drive you off until you are depleted emotionally, financially. The way You have to make that choice where you need to leave a narcissist alone because you will lose yourself, 100% lose yourself in the process after all the engagement, after all the games that they are playing with you. So I'm going to go down into the early signs of a narcissist, um, the part where they are self-absorbed and they're always thinking about themselves and it would be like, there is, you know, fantasies about like having a lot of power and success and they, um, have this pattern of making themselves appear very impressive. So um, for instance, and that could be tied into maybe some of the, uh, some of the comments that I've made about what my hobbies and my interests are. So for instance, one thing that I brought up was that I wanted to start uh, the HAR 75 is a challenge where um, you're exercising twice a day and you have um, you have to stick to a diet plan you have to read and one of the exercises you need to like work out outside so that's just a short snippet of what hard 75 is you have to do that for 75 days straight or else you have to start all over so I mentioned about you know that in one of our conversations and he was like oh yeah I've done that and I did that twice so that is an example of like how you know your that engagement already is almost like hey I'm I want to like show you that yeah i i want to appear impressive but also at the same time it's like they want to one-up you or they want to you know also kind of draw in the fact that like oh we have a lot in common so this is when narcissists are trying to uh, win you over when they're trying to build this version of themselves that is tailored specifically to you they start by learning your interest your hobbies the things that you care about they want to show you that they also care about those things so they're fishing for information like that um and they also have this like sense of um almost thinking like everything that you do is for them so for instance you know um this person thought that I dressed a particular way that I did my makeup a particular way just to please him and it is just like very um self-absorbed to even think that because I look a certain way it was because I did it for him and so he said those things literally out loud I mean it wasn't just like he kept it to himself he was like you know he was making those comments right off the bat thinking that a lot of the efforts and the way that I looked was so that I could be eye candy to him um and so that's another example of how they can be so self-absorbed so Those are some of the earlier interactions. Um, They also will love bomb you. So if that's like words of affirmation, um, they will compliment you a lot. So they will tell you like, you know, maybe your appearance looks good or make comments about like your jewelry, um, maybe the shoes that you're wearing, like just tiny little um, compliments like that to start to like win you over the fact that like they are trying to pursue you. They will also tell you um, what they call is fake future, fake featuring. So what that is too is um, perhaps they know that you are looking for the one. You're looking for your future husband, you want a family and things like that. They will start to talk about the future, but also but when they talk about the future, it's almost like at a time frame where you're just like, how could you possibly know? if I would be um, a good mother to your kids. It's to a point where like the timing's off, it seems like way too early on um, where they're talking about your two future together. This is um, a tactic that they use to lure you in, to build this reality that does not exist because they want you under the impression they feed you with, all the, um, the feel-good stuff, the over-exaggerating, the complimenting, so that you are hooked on all of those good feelings so that later when they act up, it is harder for you to let that version of them alone, even though that, that version of them is all made up and it's just temporary. So love bombing, you know, could be an example of um, saying, like, how amazing you are, or they, they've they noticed, um, like, certain things about you that they like, like your drivenness, um, your attention to detail, your creativity, your um, activeness, your your drive, your your how you take care of yourself, um, just putting all of that up front. Another tactic that they use is called mirroring, which is um, basically so that they can get you to like them. So you honestly don't really know that much about the other person because they're spending all this time to get you to think that you are soulmates with them, Uh, make you feel like you're two peas in a pod. And then you get to the point where... Um, there were tiny incidences like certain situations, uh, two that I can think of right off of my head, where they will test you to A, either get your attention or B, see how you will react. And usually these uh, tactics, these approaches are very negative or toxic approaches. They know that they are, um, they know that, that, that they're doing something bad. And the trick with these narcissists is that these are instances where they are trying to get their ego fed, that they want to feel needed and wanted, and they want you to beg for them back, and they want you to um, question them. They want, they'll do these desperate things to get your attention, Um, And when I'm talking about getting your attention is sometimes it's not as oh I'm just going to shoot her a text, it would be ways of getting your attention like liking your social media posts or or watching your stories and um, so those are like ways uh, blocking and unblocking these toxic methods of how they would approach to just get your attention it doesn't even matter if it's negative attention or if you're even praising them, but they crave that drama. They want you to react um, and they find pleasure in that because it's entertaining to them. And and so that is one of those negative things that will happen. Um, one of the instances that I can think of is um, I made a comment that uh he was previously divorced and from what he heard on his end he thought that I said that no one wanted to date a divorced man and he took that in such a criticism like such a negative way the whole energy of the room shifted when that was said he completely just changed the energy like he was very Um, cold after that, just to like teach me a lesson that I messed up. He wasn't verbally communicating like, oh, that really hurt my feelings. Or what did you mean by that? He completely just changed the entire energy of the room. And then later on, he did something else to make sure that I got the point that got the message that he was mad at me without communicating that he was mad at me for making that comment so those are examples of when pe- what narcissists will test you um and they want to catch you in a defensive position they want to catch you um when you are hurt and all that like feeds their ego um so that is an example of why you know how they will test you to see if you know see how you react and that's a form of gaslighting and gaslighting too is like another term that has been commonly brought up um with different engagements and things like that and all of this is just all negative because if you are in a healthy relationship and something upsets you you should be able to Um, talk about it, bring it up as an adult, but not doing these hurtful behaviors to hurt each other because you feel hurt. These are subtle ways of where people are vengeful and they will do these things to hurt you back, but without communicating that they are hurt. And so these are traits that you wanna completely look for because they don't serve you. Um, And these are games that people are playing uh, for all the time. So just being aware of like how, um, these instances will tell you whether or not you want this partner long-term because obviously this type of communication, this vengefulness, the way, you know, the way people test you to react, you don't want that in a life partner anyways, because right now, you know, if you're in the beginning stages of dating, it's just you and the other person, no one else is involved. Family is not involved. Um, kids are not involved. If it's just you two and, um, and you're already having these issues, life is going to be very, very hard if you choose this person to be your lifetime partner. You're not going to be able to figure a lot of things out. There's going to be a lot of drama, a lot of feelings hurt because of the inability to communicate um, what you truly need and express how you feel um, and, and, and not doing that in like a passive way or a, a aggressive, intentional way um what else oh another red flag too as well is that they will continue to push your boundaries so um with this person I expressed that I wanted to uh, for us to be friends in a term of specifically platonic friends and every single time that we've had our um hangouts or you know when we're hanging out there will be attempts of him trying to be more physical every single time that, um, we hung out on the, which is a handful of times. And it's like, you know, I would say like, I'm just looking for friendship. Like, I don't want to, um, date anyone at this time. I just got now a long-term relationship Things like that, and he would continue to ignore what it is that I say and pursue his own agenda, and that is his agenda of trying to get me to open up, even though I said that I just wanted to focus on friendship, and so I I was in between this battle where it's like oh he almost like hooked me, you know I I I, I do want to experience love, especially attention from um, you know, the opposite sex. And, you know, I did enjoy, I did enjoy that. But again, it was violating my boundaries every single time. Um, and I uh, froze. I just, just let it happen. I didn't say stop. I just like, just let it happen. And, you know, that's also a trauma response for me too, is that, you know, I, I either fight it or I either like endure it. And in this case, he was triggering me and I endured it for whatever reason. That was just how I responded to those actions. Um, and so that's what narcissistic people will do. They will ignore what you've communicated and pursue their own agenda. Their, his agenda is to feed his ego. His agenda is to make himself feel good at the cost of other people's expense. Next is the trauma bonding. Trauma bonding is a term where, um, you know, for instance, maybe something uh, traumatic happened to you. In this case, we trauma bonded on our childhood. And my childhood isn't similar to, you know, like some of the other people's childhoods. Um, we trauma bonded on the fact that our mothers were manipulative and um, were abusive and he had communicated that to me like usually people with narcissistic background did not grow up in a traditional childhood sense it wasn't like a lot of like um, like love or they you know it it usually is very traumatic either someone's dealing like substance abuse or some kind of addiction or some kind of mental illness themselves like the parents Those people with those kind of backgrounds, um, usually sometimes most of the time will have these like end up growing up to have these narcissistic personalities. And so, in this particular case, I felt empathy for him because of what I know about his mother. I felt like I could relate, I could understand, um, how he is the way he is. Actually, he gained my respect for him because of the way that he grew up in his childhood, which is, um, a lot of physical abuse and, um, being his family scapegoat that I fell for that sob story, even though it is true. Um, I felt a lot of compassion and empathy for his situation because I've been through it myself and I understood, you know, he was the eldest child. I was the oldest child too as well but I was the scapegoat too uh, where I you know was blamed for everyone's problems and just had all that responsibility and he also experienced the same and I think that since that was brought up and the fact that he was so driven and that he was determined to find success that it loop me in into a version of myself that I have experienced and that felt familiar and so that was one of the ways where he had slowly started to gain some of my trust because he because um I can just relate to how he grew up but honestly you know there's just like a lack of a big awareness because. um you know, I grew up in a traumatic household, but I consciously make decisions and I would never purposely hurt someone for the benefit of my own. Um, I would never intentionally do that. But that's the differences with n- narcissists is that they will um, they will do things and they know that it is bad. They know the difference. So those are the earlier signs of all this narcissistic behavior, because, you know, again, I, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, this is my first time, like fully engaging in one and knowing like, oh, okay. Like, yes, I recognize this and this behavior. And so this behavior continues to happen. I chose to not engage, um, at all personal wise, you know, no blocking on social media, nothing, is shared about my personal life with this person. However, people are in different situations, right? So I wanted to share a couple of of tactics and strategies that you can use if you have to engage with a narcissist. Unfortunately for me, I still have to engage with this person on a business level only. And so these are some of the strategies that you can use into your own life depending on what situation that you're in. One of the tactics is called uh, gray rock, and also another tactic is called yellow rock. So gray rock is basically like you're acting very neutral, you're responding, you're acting like very disinterested and very short and very cold. You're not giving them any emotion back, but you're staying extremely neutral. Now, some people will say that this tactic can seem very fake. Um, that you know right off the bat that they um, are not interested. And so sometimes it works for people. Sometimes it doesn't. um, just because you automatically know right off the bat that this person has a problem with you or like you're catching, you know, you're catching on to um, their games. So the other tactic that you can use is called yellow rock. And basically, you're kind of in between the gray rock and, um, yellow rock is like showing just a little bit of interest, but not engaging fully in. So you're giving them like, you're like, uh, uh-huh, okay, that's great. But you're being very short. Um, but you're not being like completely cold. You're just going along with, um, you know, you're not giving them too much to work off of. You're not giving them too much information. Um, you are just responding to what they say to you, but without, um, reacting or acting to more on the extreme end because they find pleasure in getting you to act in your extremes so um so those that's so that's that's one tactic the other one is the j method which is like basically is also an example of like do not do not judge them do not attack them back do not try to defend yourself do not explain do not justify do not argue do not defend and do not explain um We always feel like we have to justify our behavior as codependents when other people are upset with us, but those are the three different, uh, those are the four different actions to not engage with, especially when a narcissist is testing you. Um, The more you engage with them and you engage in those behavior, like the justifying or you're arguing back, you are literally destroying pieces of yourself. You're losing yourself every engagement that you have with the narcissist because they have already pinpointed out your strengths, your weaknesses, and they will point out your weaknesses so they can feel better about themselves. That is um, two different methods that you can use if you have to engage with a narcissist. So,, um, as a recap, I just went through those early signs when you're dealing with someone with a narcissist. There is a cycle that you go through where, a, they will,, um, try to mirror you. They'll try to win you, win your trust. Um, you'll you'll start to feel like there's a lot of things in common that everything is going, Um, great, super strong for the first couple of weeks. Um, And then you will feel that they will cut you off. So they'll be, they'll do something that is like equivalent to like the silent treatment or um, that they just fall off or they'll do something to hurt you on purpose to when they feel like they have hooked you on. So in this particular case for me um the the engagement was like hey i don't see us in a serious relationship um we should just be friends or you know this or this and it completely just threw me off cuz i'm like okay whoa well, you you're like pursuing me so like i don't see like where this just came from out of nowhere it was a big curve that was thrown to me and I was able, thank God, I was able to catch that on. Because when someone tells me um, uh, that they're not interested in me or like, you know, they don't see us being a good fit, I end it there. I'm like, okay, sounds good. Time to move on. And for a narcissist, their hope is that you would chase them back. You would convince them that... um to work it out, you would, that you, you know, so, so that is one of the first tactics that they will do is they will test you to see if they hooked you. Um, because they get, you know, that feeds their ego. They want to feel wanted. They want to feel validated. They want to feel needed. So that is one of the biggest, one of the bigger tests that they will start off with in the beginning weeks of the cycle. The next thing that they'll do is that they will, um, hopefully if you have, in their mind they hope that the cycle will end up being like okay they spent all this time to get you to believe and trust in them that they are your soulmate that they are your one and they'll do something dramatic to um, throw all of that off they leave you confused in shambles heartbroken they'll do something like that and they hope that you will take them back. Because what happens if you do take them back or you do convince them that you do want a relationship with them and you want to continue the engagement, it wipes out the entire slate of what they did to you in the previous past. So if if they come, they always will come back. Um, they'll bother you seven months from now. They'll bother you. Uh, they'll reach out. They'll figure out ways to get your attention um, no matter how toxic or ways to drive you off the wall so that you so that you continue to have them in the top of your mind this is so toxic um because all of this is just like so so toxic so negative you're leaving more and more people more traumatized and hurt and broken as you go like that's why I say that this is one of the most dangerous person people that you can ever date because they are not capable of loving they cannot see a picture or consider other people at all because they lack empathy there's no way for them to care about anyone else because they don't they don't have what it takes to love themselves and so these are people that you want to absolutely avoid at all cost if you can um and then lastly you know w- you, you go through this cycle and some people don't figure this out until like years later down on the road. Um, thank God I figured out you, this type of, um, pattern and toxicity because it didn't make me feel good. Um, I'm like, okay, why should I be engaged with someone that like he's throwing me like curveballs, and I'm just like left confused. Like, why would I even want this friendship? Even like, you're not even a good friend at this point. So like some people will stay in this for years and years and years and not recognize the signs um, because they are so good. There are narcissists out there that are so good with their mask that they can continue to play you again and again and again. You go through this toxic cycle and you'll never be able to figure its way out because they continue to figure out ways to hook you on and hook you on and hook you on. So it is time to break that cycle, people um to recognize these signs because when I'm telling you the things that they will do to get your attention could be some of the most um disrespectful ways to try to get your attention. all right so my person that I was engaged with tried to go after my sister um and, he had told me this so that, I knew what was happening. He didn't even do this discreetly. He told me this so that I will feel anxious, so that I will feel um, reactive in a way so that he can get my attention again because I haven't been um, talking or engaging him in the last two and a half weeks. So those are things that are just not good for your self-esteem. They are trying to tear your self-esteem down um as well they will drag you down so that is the cycle that I kind of went through like the full on circle the full I saw the full picture in about five weeks and notice that it's not worth it right like there are a couple of people that I recommend if you are in the situation you would like to learn more tips. I recommend going to uh, follow this guy on Instagram, and his name is Lee Hammock, and his tagline is uh, on Instagram. It's mental healness. So he is actually a diagnosed narcissist for the last six or seven years, and he gives helpful tips and answers questions about anything that has to deal with a narcissist or engaging with a narcissist and i found that his his information is very accurate is straight to the point and it helps you understand like the inner workings of how a narcissist's brain operates if you want to learn more about this if you're in this type of situation so thank you all for listening if you can uh, make sure that you check out um, if you haven't subscribed please subscribe if you know someone or have dealt with anyone that has these narcissistic tendencies and traits please share this episode with them but I think this is one of those topics where you it's a really powerful episode for everyone to listen to especially if you're in the dating realm or you're looking for your lifelong partner because it's going to help you it's going to help you recognize those signs earlier and save you a lot of time and heartbreak and you don't you won't lose yourself in the process of getting to know this other person hope you guys enjoy and i will catch you all next week